0: As disgusting as Thursday night was, no, I do not think that defensive coordinator Jack Del Rio should be fired. But that doesn't mean I'm letting him off the hook completely either. That and more coming up now on today's episode of Locked On Commanders.
1: You are Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Welcome into this post game episode of Locked On Commanders your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders part of the Locked On Podcast Network your team every day. Thanks so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget that you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast and you can continue this conversation with me by becoming a Locked On Commanders insider. I had a couple of new Locked On insiders uh join today during the game so welcome uh, to those of you who signed up in the midst of the game, you can join that party by going to joinsubtext.com subtext.com slash locked on commanders. And there you can text me directly during games, just like those of you who were part of that did today. Press, pra- press conferences, practices, all of those things as we get going. Uh, of course, I'm your host, David Harrison, on Twitter at DHARISON82, credential member of the media covering Washington Commanders for commandercountry.com. A part of Sports Illustrated's fan nation. I'm here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers. And as always, everydayers, I appreciate you for your continued support for the show because I know it's not always easy to come through and talk commanders football with me. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepix.com locked on NFL. Use the promo code locked on NFL, all lowercase, and your first deposit will get matched up to $100. Today's episode, we're digging for silver linings in an ugly loss by the Washington commanders who are now losers of three straight and two and three on the year after starting the season two and Uh challenging for last place in the NFC East. And as frustrated as my insiders were all night, as frustrated as I was watching it with you, as frustrated as you probably are watching this episode, if you're with me live, uh, I know you're frustrated if you're listening or watching later, still probably frustrated. I appreciate you for coming through uh, as usual. I used to call these group therapy sessions, but I don't know, man, this This outcome, 40-20 to loss to the Chicago Bears in Thursday Night Football, uh, does not feel like it's worth a whole lot of tongue-in-cheek. I am a kind of a tongue-in-cheek type of guy, so I'm sure that that will come through at some point in time, but we're going to save that for later. First off, right off the top, uh, this is what I give you guys after every game, my first three kind of thoughts as I go through the game. Um, And, you know, my first one is this is inexcusable. The, The loss that the Washington Commanders just went through, is inexcusable. And if if you're in the live chat, please continue to converse, share your thoughts, share your opinions. Uh, Any questions you have for our AAR episode coming up at the beginning of next week, drop them in there. I can't monitor it while I'm doing the live episode, but I will go back through as I always do and look at the live chat. So please share your thoughts in there. But that's my first thought off the top. This is an inexcusable loss. Ron Rivera needs to be ready for tough questions, and we're we're doing this before I've had a chance to go back through uh, and watch the press conference. So I haven't seen what he said yet, but I've I've been covering this coaching staff for a couple. You know, this is my third year covering this coaching staff. Eric Bieniemy, obviously, the first time, and you know, I've I've been covering the NFL in some way, shape, or form since 2015, and 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 I mostly it's been with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I've seen a lot of losing football. I've seen a lot of losing coaches. I've talked to a lot of losing coaches. And these guys tend to get a little bit defensive. There's a there's a very you know thorough process that they go through to try to prepare their guys' game plan and all this other stuff. But listen, there comes a time where you need to be a professional in the sense of part of your job is answering for the product that you put on the field. And there comes a time where it's not the big bad bully media, it's not the fans being overexpectant of you and, and being you know unrealistic of expectations. There comes a time where you need to be able to face the camera, face the microphone, face the questions, face your fans and own the fact that your product is not good enough. When that time comes, the professional, the leaders, the ones who become eventual Super Bowl winning coaches, in my opinion, are the ones who can own it and fix it, not make excuses for this isn't a young quarterback situation. We'll talk about the young quarterback in a little bit. This isn't a young defensive back problem. We'll talk about the young defensive back as well. But this is a strategic, schematic, organizational problem for this team to come out so slow on a night where you're you're facing arguably the worst team in the National Football League, if not the worst team, one of the worst teams in the National Football League. You're expected to beat this team by about a touchdown or more. Just about everybody is predicting that you're going to run away with this contest. Ryan Fitzpatrick on Thursday Night Football on Amazon Prime picked the Chicago Bears almost as a tongue-in-cheek, like, you know, if everybody picks the Commanders, then the Commanders will definitely lose, so I don't want to be the reason of that. That's basically what we came down to in this ballgame, and what we came out with, despite the tape, despite the studying, and look, I don't claim to be a football genius, we'll get into that here in a little bit as well, but... It looked like the team was in man coverage a whole heck of a lot. Again, I got to wait till I get the twenty-two, the coaches' film, break it all down, do all that stuff. So more on that later. But just at first blush, looks like this defense coming out in man coverage, and they've they've built a zone match scheme. Now that's why I need to watch the team, the film, because without getting too deep into schematics, zone match eventually turns into man coverage anyway. But there's a difference between starting in man and zone match becoming man as you go through your zones. But this Commanders defense is now giving up 30 or more points for the third straight game. And earlier this week, I've had some Commanders fans try to tell me, "Hey, look, every year Jack Del Rio's defense starts slow." I get that. I understand that. Twice all last year, the Commanders defense gave up 30 points. Two times all last season, they've already done it three times in five weeks. And what's even worse, they've done it three weeks in a row. And they just did it to the Chicago Bears. That's number one. First off, there are going to be a lot of uncomfortable questions coming up over the next 11 days before this team plays the the Atlanta Falcons. And I hope to see a coaching staff that doesn't come in uber defensive, doesn't come in. How dare you disrespect me by asking me why my team is losing? I hope I see a coaching staff that comes in professional and says, here is the product we've been putting forward. Here's why it's not working. Here's how we're going to fix it. Not giving away trade secrets, right? But to the extent that you can without tipping your hand too much. That's what I hope to see next week. We'll find out. Number two. No screens in the first half. Going back to our film study, going back to watching what this team does well. You look at the Denver Broncos. When did the Denver Broncos start making headway against Chicago Bears offense? When they started incorporating a heavy dose of the screenplay. First play of the second half was a screenplay. It goes for 24 yards. Now, again, I'm no football genius here, right? And these guys have forgotten more than I'll ever know. But the things that we saw in our film study from just last week, Denver Broncos versus Chicago Bears, it worked. And there are things that the Washington Commanders ignored in the first half of this game offensively. So this isn't just purely on the defense either. There are offensive responsibilities to be taken here as well. Second pass, open middle defense. We talked about the Chicago Bears. They're about a 50/50 split. They leave the open the middle of the field open on half their coverages. They they close the the, the middle of the field on half their coverages when they're open, obviously it's open. Find a guy in the middle of the field, hit him and get a gain. When it's closed, that usually means they're vulnerable on the perimeter. Find a guy on the perimeter. Second pass of the second half. Open middle, they hit a guy right in the middle. Third pass, the middle was close. Sam. How penet- or, uh, pivots over to the perimeter, finds a guy on the perimeter, they're moving the ball. Screens, middle open shots, middle close perimeter passes, deep shots and man coverage. These are all things that we talked about that we saw from the Denver Broncos tape. These are all things that the Chicago Bears showed on Thursday night, even with the limited scope of the field that we can see. So if we saw them, they, the coaches had to see them too. So you're either willingly ignoring these things or you're just not executing. One of the two, but I didn't see a lot of uh, opportunity to execute them anyway. Uh, touchdown pass to Logan Thomas, you know, to, to end that first drive was great. Going for two, getting that two-point conversion uh, was great as well. But, you know, you're already down by my multiple scores at that point in time. Uh, it's, a, it's a little bit too little, too late, as we saw. Number three, uh, Washington looked like trash, guys. There's there's really no other way to put it for the first half, especially. Sam Howell, 9 for 13, 71 yards and an interception in the first half. The 9 for 13, not terrible. 71 yards, okay. Uh, The interception's not good. Brian Robinson, six carries for 10 yards, terrible average. Uh, The run blocking wasn't doing near what it should do. Again, I looked at this offensive line being a better offensive line than what the Broncos have, and the Broncos were definitely getting more holes, getting more push off the line of scrimmage than the commander's offensive line did on Thursday night. Logan Thomas, four catches, 42 yards in the first half, probably the lone bright spot on offense. Montez Sweat, a sack and a half in the first half, the lone bright spot on the defense. They allowed, however – Justin Fields go 12 for 20, 189 yards, three touchdowns, a 131 QBR. Khalil Herbert, nine carries, 76 yards in the first half. D.J. Moore, five catches, 137 yards, two touchdowns in the first half, five drives, five scores for the Chicago Bears in the first half, three TDs, two field goals. On third down, the Washington offense was 40%. The Washington defense gave up 67%, and ultimately the Bears outgained the Washington Commanders offense in just the first half alone, 307 yards to 84 yards. I like these guys. I like this locker room. I like these coaches. I try not to be disrespectful. I do not feel like it's disrespectful to say that that team came out looking like trash in the first half. That's just being honest. It really is. And those guys inside the locker room, if they're not saying that to each other, they're not telling the truth. I laid out three keys to a Washington win before this game. Obviously, they didn't turn near enough of those keys. Let's check out how they did do in our rekey segment coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And this post-game live episode of Locked On Commanders brought to you by Bird Dogs. Today's episode of Locked On Commanders brought to you by Bird Dogs. Pants and shorts that make you look and feel better than you probably feel right now. Bird Dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton. And they do it using cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. And the best part is, they invented the fabric these pants and shorts are made of just to give you that movement and that look. Plus, Bird Dogs use anti stink sweat wicking fabric that helps keep you cool and dry all day long. Bird Dogs are functional for any occasion. I wear Bird Dogs in the pool to practice, traveling to and from games, and even at the stadium. So go to BirdDogs.com slash locked on NFL or enter the promo code locked on NFL at checkout for a free Bird Dogs water bottle with your next order. That's BirdDogs.com slash locked on NFL. For a free water bottle to checkout, you won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise.
1: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft.
0: Thanks again for making Locked On Commanders your first listen or your first view today and every day. Every day. greatly appreciate you coming through. I greatly appreciate all of you coming through for the live here after the game. I know that's a difficult thing to do is to watch that and then come here and talk about it. So I greatly appreciate you for keeping me company here shortly after midnight into Friday, talking about this Thursday thumping that the Washington Commanders just endured. Football season is here and Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On NFL kickoff live every Friday. Locked On will go live at 2 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Hosts, Tanitra Batista, Jarvis Davis, and Kyle Krabs will break down every game on the NFL slate to get you ready for your team's matchup, your fantasy lineups, your betting angles, and more. Plus, get the in-depth local analysis from our stable of NFL hosts across country who know these teams better than anyone else. Find Locked On NFL kickoff live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern on any Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Uh, Starting, well, it's already been starting. It's been all season long. Uh, Starting this week, permanently, I've been a guest host on the Locked On NFL Friday show for for a little while now, but this is my first week permanent. I am now uh, the permanent co one of the permanent co-hosts of our Locked On NFL national show every Friday, so you can find me there. I will be re-talking about this game just a little bit, but then we'll also look ahead to the games that are coming up for the weekend, and uh, my co-host there, Tony Wiggins, will make picks for all the games coming up. This weekend. But here on Long Town Commanders, we're going to get into our second segment, our re key segment. I dropped three keys to the, to the win, to the Washington Commanders getting a win uh, every every week before the game. Here we're going to start going through those three keys and start talking about how the Washington Commanders did or did not uh, achieve those key items. Key number one play disciplined defense. Uh, this is something we talked about with the Denver Broncos, what they didn't do against the Chicago Bears that nearly cost them. Uh, the game uh, they end up pulling out a, a win in, in the end of it but blown coverages was was one of the first things we talked about was not playing discipline in in for the Denver Broncos some of it was in man coverage some of it was in a lot of it was in zone coverage where they just did not maintain their zone discipline did not maintain their matches uh, the Washington Bears came out in blew three blow three deep ball coverages on the first drive of the game now one of them fell incomplete because Justin Fields overthrew darnell mooney um but the other two were completed both to dj moore one went for an explosive gain one went for an explosive gain and touchdown at the end of it then you also had a poor arm tackle by emmanuel forbes on an explosive run that ended up going for 34 yards on the second drive of the game uh and and look this is something i point out to my insiders i'll point it out here as well mistakes by emmanuel forbes are going to stand out because of the, the the microscope on him but i want to make sure that we don't overlook because it's important to understand that Kendall Fuller gave up multiple explosive, explosive passes. Benjamin St. Juice gave up the first explosive pass on the night. Nobody in the secondary really looked good, including safeties Percy Butler and Derek Forrest, who both played deep routes incorrectly. Uh, Kirk Herbstreit, after I, I sent this text uh, pointing that out to my insiders, and Kirk Herbstreit later on in, in the program came back and diagrammed it for us. So for if you, if you missed it, I'll probably diagram it again uh, verbally. I can't share NFL footage on the show, but I'll probably diagram it later in the program uh, not today but in future episodes but really nobody there was really not a defensive back in the washington bears secondary that didn't blow something by my count kendall fuller benjamin st juice Derek forest percy butler cody barton emmanuel forbes all blue coverages on thursday night that led to big gains for the bears just in the first half. That was just in the first half. And then we had some stuff later in the second half. The end of the first half, here's what I noted. Nobody's winning their individual matchups. Again, something we talked about last week coming out of the Philadelphia Eagles game. Coverage was undisciplined. Tackling was lacking in effort and technique. There was no contain. Uh, a little bit better contain in the second half. But in the first half, there was basically no contain. Meanwhile, the Bears defense was doing Pretty much the exact opposite, doing all of those things that the commander's defense wasn't. So key number one, play discipline defense, not satisfied, not met, right? Key number two, solid mix of running pass. Early on, there was a good mix. Later, because of the deficit, it was all pass. I actually wrote almost all pass, but it was all pass because it had to be not a single run play called for the Washington Commanders offense in the second half. Sam Howell did run a little bit, but those weren't called run plays. Every single play that Eric B.M.E. dialed up in the second half was a pass play. Sam Howell ended up throwing the ball 51 times. And typically, I'm the kind of guy that's going to come on here and say, man, Eric B. threw the ball way too much. He didn't have a choice. He did not have a choice. And Sam Howell got sacked five times, which is more sacks than the Chicago Bears had the entire season leading up to this game. But honestly, you have to kind of be surprised he wasn't sacked more often, honestly, given the fact that, again, the entire second half, like Brian Robinson went into the locker room with six carries. He finished the game with six carries and it's not like he had a carry that was called back on a penalty. No, like he just never got the rock again as a running back as a receiver short, sure, but not as a running back. So there was no solid mix of run and pass, but because of the deficit they were facing, you really can't blame Eric Bianami mean, in that situation. I don't believe it. anyway. if you do, by all means leave it in the comments. And, and if you, if you prove me wrong, I will admit that you prove me wrong. I was certainly take it into consideration. Key number three, don't give away any possessions. Uh, I call it. Don't feed the gremlins. Honestly, the gremlins came in, looking like monsters anyway, uh, so somebody fed them pregame. I don't know who it was. Uh, two turnovers. Chicago scored seven points off the turnovers. One Sam Howell interception. One fumble by Logan Thomas, which honestly, the Logan Thomas fumble, I kind of thought it was weird. I was texting my insiders. I said, is it weird to anybody else that they didn't blow that dead for forward progress being stopped? Like Logan Thomas was being held up by like three different bears while they're sitting there just punching the ball away from him. I mean, eventually you got to blow that whistle, right? So, I mean, it, it is what it is at the end of the day but moving into our key moments now so we got our keys of the game revisited unfortunately uh zero of the three keys were met one of them we kind of excuse it because of the game flow but again because the other two weren't met basically the third one couldn't be met uh so some key moments right Two third and long conversions allowed by the commander's defense on the bears first drive of the game a 58 yard pass to dj moore on third and nine and a 20 yard pass on third and 14 For a touchdown, that puts the Bears up 7-0, followed by a three-and-out by the offense, a field goal by the Bears on their second drive, another three-and-out on the offense's second possession, and then a Bears touchdown on their third drive, and bada-bing, bada-boom, you're up, you're down, rather, 17-0, before the Washington Commanders ever got a first down uh sam howell had an overthrow early i say it was late hands by deami brown the coverage or the Kirk so says it, it was an overthrow by sam howell you know uh whatever it, it's it's really up for interpretation i suppose uh should have been a 39 yard touchdown pass it instead ends up as a field goal uh the commanders go down 17-3 later on justin fields would miss his own wide receiver deep for what could have been a touchdown they settled for a field goal so basically the commanders and bears traded that mistake uh, again the decision to play man i gotta do the film review it looked like a lot of man to me, and this is not a man team. This is a zone match team. That's the reason Will Jackson couldn't hang, because he's not a zone match guy. He's a man guy. If you're going to run man, why'd you get rid of Will Jackson? Because you don't run man. So it's confusing to me. They have all these zone defenders back there, and it looked like they were running a lot of man coverage looks uh, against Chicago Bears, which, again, Denver Broncos tried a few times, got cooked. Um, it did not work. Sam Howell interception uh, The first play came on the first play of the fourth drive. They were already down 20-3, to three, gave the ball over. Uh, it was a late throw over the middle, heavy traffic, multiple Chicago Bears, only one commander's receiver. And then six plays later, the Bears have another touchdown. Uh, things started turning around in the second half. Five play, 50 yard touchdown drive to start the second half. Ends with a two yard touchdown pass to Logan Thomas. Logan Thomas, very up and down day. Later, he would have that fumble. Uh, had what some will consider a drop is a pretty tough diving catch attempt on his part, but it hit his hand. So some people will call it uh, a dropped. A drop pass. Uh, the defense did stand up after the Logan Thomas fumble. Actually, one of two three and outs that they forced on the day. The Bears got the ball back on the Washington forty six after the fumble. Ended up punting from their own forty four, which is good, but it still hurts because you're giving away a possession at midfield. Uh, regardless, Commanders opted for a field goal from the Chicago thirteen on fourth and two. The crowd didn't like it. Made it twenty seven to fourteen. I didn't hate it because if you don't get the field goal, you're still you're down by sixteen points. You still need two touchdowns and two extra two two point extra points two-point extra-point attempts uh, converting. We know how unlikely that really is. You take the field goal, now two touchdowns gives you the lead, and you were outscoring the Chicago Bears 11-0 at the time. But Justin Fields uh, passes the ball short right to, to uh, D.J. Moore. He ends up going out of bounds with the Washington 31 after a 32-yard gain because rookie Emmanuel Forbes was beat on the routes. Yes, there was a push-off by D.J. Moore, but like I told some of my insiders who pointed it out, referees today – Unless that offensive player fully extends and fully shoves the defender, they really aren't going to call that, uh, you know, agree with it or not. Um, it is kind of what it is. That's, it's very common uh, out there on the field. Emmanuel Forbes gets beat on the route. He knows he's beat, guys. Look, this is not an incompetent kid. Like, he's young, but he's not incompetent, okay? He knows he got beat on the break. When you get beat on the break, there's only one thing you can do, and that is secure the tackle. That's whatever I promise you. That is what he's been taught. If you get beat on your break, your job is to secure the tackle. That's your first job. Instead, he goes all desperation mode, tries to lunge in front of the, the, the receiver to try to get to the ball, misses, and D.J. Moore ends up getting a 32-yard gain. That is undisciplined defense. Commanders uh, end up answering the Bears' first field goal in the second half with a 12-play 75-yard drive, capped off by a three-yard touchdown pass to Curtis Samuel. That two-point conversion is no good because two-point conversions are not very consistent. And then the commander's defense comes back, forces another three, and out with 9-13 left in the game, only trailing by 10 Logan Thomas, this is one of his up moments. A great effort on the third and 13. Gets the ball at about the 10 10 yards gained. Mark lunges forward for the final three. 7.02 left. uh, Gives them another first down. uh, Another dime pass after the the refs inexplicably uncalled a DPI on Tyreek Stevenson. I like Tyreek Stevenson, but, dude, that was a DPI if I've ever seen it. But Sam Howell drops a dime to Terry McLaurin on second and 10 for a gain of 32 yards with six minutes left in the game. Uh, They eventually... They're down by 10 with six minutes left in the game. They they get a missed field goal from Joey Sly. It was pretty much over after that. So silver linings. Let's hunt for some good stuff. Let's dig for some silver. That's coming up next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode of Locked On Commanders brought to you by Prize Picks, the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports because it's just you. Against the numbers, instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in prize picks is really simple to play. I can make my picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. Thursday night football. I went commanders quarterback, Sam Howell for more than 250 and a half yards of offense running back. Brian Robinson, Jr. For more than 65 and a half yards rushing and bears quarterback, Justin Fields for more than half an interception. So you already know that went, it did not go well. I lost my bets. Uh, that's $5. I'll never see again. Price Picks now offers Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account this football season. Go to PricePicks.com slash NFL. Use the promo code LockedOnNFL, all lowercase, for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, it's PricePicks.com slash NFL. Use the promo code LockedOnNFL. Price Picks daily fantasy sports made easy. Wrapping up this episode of Locked On Commanders, we're digging for silver, right? We're trying to find some silver linings here following disgusting loss uh, for the Washington Commanders, 40 to 20 to the Chicago Bears. Silver lining number one. If I were to tell you before the game, Sam Howell is going to throw for 388 yards. Let me just just check that again to make 388 yards. That's what the NFL is reporting. 388 yards, two touchdowns. Washington's offense would convert half of its third down tries, 50% on third down today. Uh, they would get five more first downs in the Chicago Bears, have a near even split time of possession and get called for only one penalty. You would be celebrating a victory. That's how bad this defensive performance was. and It wasn't just on the defense. Don't 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 get me wrong. Right. The fact that this offense put up 17 points in the second half without running once, though, shows how susceptible this Bears defense was to the passing game. And honestly, it, it, it's it's a little bit it's a little bit hard uh, because I am a big advocate of trying to set up the run early in the game, but you almost wonder why again the screen pass. I mentioned in the first time where was the screen pass in the first half? Where were the quick outs? Where were the sprint outs? We saw the sprint outs work a few times that the Washington Commanders called them, but they only called them in goal to go situations, which is really hard to execute. You can call those in first and ten, second and eight, third and six situations. Um, so you know, again, so there it's not like the offense just 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 left excellence all over the field, right? But Obviously, there were opportunities to do it. Going fully one-dimensional on offense, you, you can possibly go. It's it's incredibly amazing. Um, so, you know, just just amazing the way that this whole thing went down. But uh, a, a, an overall solid performance by the offense in a very bad situation. Number two, that's the silver lining there. Uh, Washington's got a quarterback, man. Look, Sam Howell's a young kid, right? He's still making some mistakes. He's still going to take some bad sacks. He's still going to make some bad throws here and there. Uh, I covered Tom Brady the last three years of his career, and trust me, Tom Brady made bad decisions. Tom Brady took bad sacks. Tom Brady had bad throws as well. Sam Howell is having more of them, of course, because he's going to, and he's not Tom Brady. But 37 for 51, 388 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, 99.1 QBR. And most people will tell you if your if your quarterback comes out a like 95 or better QBR, you should win that game. 99.1 QBR. The first time in Sam Howell's career, his QBR has gone up in two consecutive games. Uh, both of those. Our losses his his QBR went up against Philadelphia Eagles. His QBR went up from that in this game against Chicago Bears. Both of those uh, end up in losses. Um, And then finally, the the last bit of silver, I'm going to try to dig out of this game for you. Uh, Ownership is aware and uh, they're addressing the issue. They're addressing it publicly. So they're addressing it publicly. You can be pretty sure they're addressing it privately. Uh, Magic Johnson tweeted after the game, quote, Tonight the commanders played with no intensity or fire. We didn't compete in the first half, got down 27 to 3 heading into halftime. It was too big of a hole to climb out of, and that is why we end up losing 40 to 20. End quote. Maggie Johnson, if you remember, his first first time speaking to the public as part owner of the Washington Commanders said he became an owner of this franchise to win. He doesn't do things to make money because he make money anywhere. He does things to win. He 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 buys into sports teams to win. Josh Harris brought into the sports team to win. The owners have been present in every game. Magic Johnson was on the pregame with the Amazon. Josh Harris was in the in, in the building. All right, they see it, and uh, obviously they're not happy with it. And Magic Johnson is is going public with it. And I'll tell you what, man. Uh, you know, I, I've been in a business where people on the outside criticize how you do things sometimes, and you kind of have the natural reaction of like you don't know what it's like to be what I'm what I am and do what I'm doing. So I get that, and athletes have that kind of built in defense mechanism this is magic johnson this is not a dude who doesn't know i mean he didn't play football got it but this is not a dude who doesn't know what he's talking about okay so if i promise you if he's calling it out publicly they're talking about it privately um so that's that's the last bit of silver i can dig up for you honestly here following a 40 to 20 loss by the washington commanders um, that's how we head into the weekend, man. Uh, I hope you guys have other plans. I hope the weather is nice wherever you are, and I hope you find a way to enjoy the weekend because that is not the way you want to head into it. Coming up Monday, uh, we will hit our after-action review from this game, and then we'll dive into a second-quarter preview on Tuesday before opening the mailbag on Wednesday, ahead of our focus on the Atlanta Falcons, the first of back-to-back road games coming up for your Washington Commanders. In the meantime, if you've got questions or comments, just throw them in the YouTube comments on Twitter or text me directly by becoming a lock insider. Join subtext.com slash locked on commanders. As always, thank you so much for making locked on commanders your first listen of the day every day, every day greatly appreciate you for coming through on a consistent basis. Like you do, especially after nights like this one, thank you so much for making me a part of your day, part of your routine. Until we speak again, please be safe, be kind. And I'll see you next time for another episode of locked on commanders, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm.